When others treat your fries as an afterthought, all you're left with are cold, soggy fries. That's why Wendy's new fries are ones you won't forget. Guaranteed to be hot and crispy. Or we'll replace them. We're talking natural cut skin on fries, perfectly seasoned with a hint of sea salt. In fact, they're even preferred almost two to one over McDonald's. These are fries so hot and crispy, they beg a new question. What would you like with your fries? Try them today. Only at Wendy's. At participating U.S. Wendy's. Taste preference based on a national taste test by an independent research company. When others treat your fries as an afterthought, all you're left with are cold, soggy fries. That's why Wendy's new fries are ones you won't forget. Guaranteed to be hot and crispy. Or we'll replace them. We're talking natural cut skin on fries, perfectly seasoned with a hint of sea salt. In fact, they're even preferred almost two to one over McDonald's. These are fries so hot and crispy, they beg a new question. What would you like with your fries? Try them today. Only at Wendy's. At participating U.S. Wendy's. Taste preference based on a national taste test by an independent research company. All right, welcome to the Browns Wire Podcast. This is your host, Josh Keatley. With me is Donovan James. We are live on Periscope, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube. We are we are taking the next step, taking this thing next level. Donovan, looks like you're filming on location. How are you, buddy? I'm good. Shout out to my girlfriend for bringing me Wendy's, dude. Um, <laughs> can I shout out Wendy's real fast, man? I, I, I love Wendy's, man. Got got me ice cold lemonades and nugs. Is that your bre- jam? A little baconated. Is that fries. your favorite? Is that your favorite fast food restaurant? No, but the, I feel like they're consistent. Like every time I go to Wendy's, like it always tastes the same. It's not great, honestly. It's like a seven out of ten, but it's always a seven out of ten. I can I can respect that. Hmm. What's what's what is a ten out of ten? What what fast food restaurant hits the mark most often? In and out and Chick Fil A. We don't have In and Out in Ohio, dude. Yeah, I know. You have you have Chick Fil A though. Yeah, we do have Chick Fil A. There's that, you know what we? Well, you still live in Columbus, where there's a Chick Fil A like five seconds away from my house. Now I live out in the middle of nowhere, and there's not a Chick Fil A in sight, dude. Yeah, those are the top two ones. Um, just with customer service and food. Uh, Whataburger is good. Um, Whataburger is the shit. My yeah. dad lives in Texas, and we had Whataburger down there. <clears throat> that stuff is killer, yeah, bro. That's ten out of ten. Um, you're not from the West Coast. I don't know how much you've been out there, but there, there might be one in Ohio or Texas. A Pollo Loco. You ever heard yeah. that? Never had it. It's a West Coast thing. It's like grill. It's like it's like chicken place, but like, like think think of a KFC, but everything's grilled and baked. Like healthier options. Oh yeah, healthier. That's right up my alley. Healthy. Well, I mean, baked chicken with like zested lime sauce on. I mean, like it's better for you than fry that deep fried chicken that you get. You get, south. You have Canes down there, right? Canes started in like, like Georgia, Canes. right? Um, I don't. think it did. Zaxby's did. Hmm. That place is good. Canes is actually like Never had. Canes is good. Zaxby's is I know, dope. I don't know if I've had Zaxby's. It's good. Oh, you'd like it, dude. It's just, it's like Canes. Zach Zach sauce, dude. Love Canes. I would literally wanted you to come down <clears throat> to the uh, college football award show this year, but you know it's vir- it's virtual. But next, oh year, yeah, that's we- right. We're getting you out here next year, dog, for sure. Dude, I wish. I hope that that in the Senior Bowl. Mm. Oh, dude, yeah, for sure. We'll talk about that off there. Well, we, uh, yeah, obviously, we'll we'll do a little Dwayne Haskins too. 
going to the strip <laughs> club afterwards. What an idiot, dude. Dude, he just keeps doing dumb shit like that, man. He does. If you you should do you ever watch uh where like the, the young stars get drafted and like they see they show what they do with their money? Yeah. Have you seen his? Uh-uh. <laughs> he kind of would know. He's like, yeah, what do you do? He just bought him. I mean, he bought his mom a house, which is fine. I've met his mom. I've, I've met Dwayne in high school. Like, he has a big family. That's cool. But he was just like, I bought my uncle a house. I'm like, bro, like, what? Like, you're on your rookie Dude. contract. Like, I'm kind of, that's funny now, but like, I'm kind of worried if Dwayne has his, like, bought his uncle a house. Like, his uncle could be like his dad. Like, people are close to their uncles. But yeah, like, bro. Dude, you're buying your mom a house, that's fine. You're buying multiple houses. You're buying your uncle a house. He bought a He has two houses already. Or two properties. Like a a condo. And then like I'm like, all right, dude. Dude. He bought bought like a chain. Like Dude, that's not gonna end up well. I'm worried about him. Yeah, me too. But let's uh let's get into some positive news. The Browns are now ten and four. They they win again, dude. They've won 10 games for the first time since 2007, only the second time in the last 40 seasons. So it's a, it's kind of a big deal. And then they won convincingly. They beat the New York Giants 20-6. to six. The Giants are now just 5-9. and nine. They defeated the old uh, Freddie Kitchens and Colt McCoy. The revenge game wasn't so uh, fruitful for them. Uh, but the Browns look good, man. Kevin Stefanski coached another great game. I saw you retweeted that he had your vote for uh, Coach of the Year. Adam Moore, who used to be co, who used to co-host this this show, you know he he's barking at me because I didn't like the hire. I must admit, but it's proved to be a great hire. He's killing the game. Baker Mayfield had another phenomenal game, broke the Cleveland record, uh, franchise record for highest completion percentage in one game with eighty four point three. He went twenty seven of thirty two over 297 yards and two touchdowns. I mean, they look great. I'm so happy for both of those guys. Um, I mean, you if you you asked me that like a month ago, and I said some fancy discussion here. Like you, know, you did, the Steelers are still undefeated and everything. Yeah, and like, well, I didn't know the Steelers were going to collapse. No, dude. we didn't. We didn't know either. But I just I had a I didn't know they would play this good, but I had a feeling, man. I was like, the Browns really could end the season well. I, I knew they. I didn't know, but they could have won the Ravens game. I picked them to lose that one, but I figured they win all the rest of them. And maybe went out and get. I thought eleven and five. That's what I was thinking. Um, once they already had that, shocked by that. Well, not preseason, but you know, during that time, I would think I was on the first Browns Wire episode or whatever. Um, I'm just. It just looked good, man. They look really good. It looks like they can do a little bit of everything on offense. They look very comfortable. Baker looks comfortable. He's in his stride right now. Um, you can't tell me nothing negative about Baker Mayfield right now. There's a lot no. of naysayers still out there. Still saying he's a, Which I'm surprised. You know, a glorified game manager and they shouldn't have spent a first pick. This guy's a franchise changer. And if you don't like it, oh, well, man. Um, Bro, he's, he's, do, he's doing it. Um, and it's the attitude. Like Baker, you can say what you want about Baker, but this kid, we know his story from Lake Travis. He wasn't supposed to start there. Um, no. They had another kid that was a really good recruit. They ended up playing, uh, starting over him. And you know the story with Texas Tech. You know the story of Oklahoma. He always fights, man. When his back's against the wall and it looks like he's almost out, he shows up and shows out, as always. Yeah. Says. So, I mean, I'm the, happy for Baker and that offense. They're rolling right now. Absolutely. And that was one of the best things that John Dorsey did as the GM for the Browns. You know, I, I was a big Sam Darnold guy. Um, Travis Rogers will tell you that. Uh, but, yeah, you know, taking Baker ended up being the perfect fit for 
the Cleveland Browns. So I'm, I'm, you know, he's great. He's absolutely great. Uh, before we go on to, I don't know if I told you this, but I want everybody to know because I'm probably going to be coughing a lot in the back. I do have COVID, dude. This is this will be oh, our second man. show, by the way. I got tested after we recorded the show, uh, our Wednesday night show last week, and I was like, man, I don't feel right. I went to go get tested. I got COVID. Damn, dude. Well, get well soon. I hope you don't. Have, <laughs> do you have any like? You don't have any health conditions or anything, right? No, no, no. I just have like I have a I have a phone based job, so I'm I have like random coughing fits if I talk for too long. <clears throat> but you might have to take over the show. That's fine. The majority of tonight, but That's we'll be fine. all right. We're rocking and rolling. But Thanks yeah, the the Browns look great. The defense looked great too. The red zone defense was was phenomenal. It's something Jeff Risen pointed out. Our editor um, at Browns Wire. Um, they the New York Giants drove it down into the Cleveland Browns red zone on their first three drives, which is questionable within itself. But out of those three drives, the Browns only allowed three points, which is extremely impressive. Now, you kind of have to take that with a grain of salt because if you remember the first time they drove down there, the Giants ran that weird fake where they tried to throw it to the long snapper. Then they kicked a field goal on their second drive. And then on their third drive, they went for it? Or did they call another fake? Then they I think they did another fake because they did. I think two. you're right. I can't remember. I kind of I like the fakes. I know you like the fakes. Yeah, because it's the Giants. They're what they fought five wins. They're fighting. I mean, they're fighting for a playoff spot. But it's like at the time though, that would have been okay, you. So you just you know you have to do stuff like that to be good teams. And I think I forgot which coach said it. One of the legendary coaches said like he didn't do trick plays because that was like a sign of giving up almost. Um, I think it was Bill Belichick. Yeah, I can see that. If you have um, to do stuff, if you have to do gimmicky things, it sends a weird message yeah, to your team. When I was in college, we got our ass waxed all the time, and yeah. our coach was like, "Let's do another or first. I was like, "Okay." Joe Judge is a special teams guru guy. Or I don't know. I don't know if he's a guru. That's what the special teams coordinator. He's a good one though. Um, one of the top guys, and just I thought, you know, they they know they're like, you know, not as talented as the Browns, and you know, they tried some some trick plays and here and there, and uh, you know, they didn't work. Necessarily, but I, I liked the ballsiness of Joe Judge. And, uh, they didn't have Jason Garrett on the sideline or whatever, but I mean, they played. I know, I know. They're under match. I mean, they need DJ back, man, at quarterback. They, yes. they, they, they yeah. Cole McCoy's back. not bad though. I gotta, I gotta give it to him. Cole McCoy did not play bad. Bad. Um, again, another another thing that Jeff pointed out was that Cole McCoy doesn't have the velocity that Daniel Jones has, whether that's because of age or Daniel Jones being a better passer. Um, so that was very evident, and I think that the Browns are very grateful that that was the situation because, as we, we talk about very often on this show, the Browns' defensive backs are pretty rough. Um, but I don't think Cole McCoy is that bad. I don't think the Browns no. a long enough he's, shot. <clears throat> he was in Cleveland, to be quite honest with you. He's a top backup. I mean, he's a guy that's like <clears> – <throat> Every time you see like a third or fourth rounder that's kind of undersized and can be mobile, they're like, "Oh, that's Cole McCoy." Because and they hope like, and they hope that that's true. He's because literally in the, ten years. Yeah, he's in the middle of the pack. Like literally, like he, he is literally to me the middle of the pack yeah. of quarterbacks. Like he's not. You know, there's a bunch of six five two twenty quarterbacks there. Tyler Bray, like that guy was super talented to me. You remember that guy? Oh God, yeah, dude. He's out of Tennessee. The league, been out of the league. Um, but Cole McCoy's gonna fight, stick around, and be smart and. He'll yeah. make plays for you. See, I like Cole McCoy. And the, I wasn't watching the Browns as much then, so I don't know if he didn't get a long enough time. That's what you said. That's fair. I've heard that multiple times. Uh, I don't think he – you don't want to start 
Cole McCoy is your guy, but he's definitely a good backup quarterback. He, he, you definitely can't now. You definitely can't now. Even as a backup, I don't know if I would have him. I, I wouldn't be excited to have him as my backup even um, because he is so old. You know, you're one, you know, I think if you're going to go the way of the backup, you kind of want someone that you can develop and hope that you can get some assets for him, like Jalen, what the Eagle, Eagles did with Jalen Hurts, which is funny because two weeks ago I was bashing that draft choice. Um, but, you know, if you want to kind of go that route rather than a guy like Colt McCoy, um, but, you know, he's definitely – there's definitely worse backups out there. But I think that 10 years ago when he first entered the league, you, the, the Browns probably could have been competitive with him as the starter. Um, I think he had – he was athletic. Remember, he was athletic. He was way more athletic yeah. back then too. He would run around a little bit. That's um, Yeah, he was way more athletic. He was, he was <clears throat> kind of like an Alex Smith-ish type. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, maybe not to Alex Smith. I mean, because Alex Smith had a big, long stride. I think he ran, probably ran the four sixes. Uh, you know, he ran that option offense in college. Cole right. McCoy didn't do that. But, you know, uh, he was a step down from that, which is still damn good. Uh, but, yeah, overall, I came away impressed. Uh, before we talk about the upcoming Jets game, did you have anything you wanted to add about the Giants? No, man. I mean, I think as far as the Giants playoff hopes go, those are still in the mix. You know, you got Are they? I mean, they're, what, two games? No, they're not. Are they? Well, there were two games back. Really? Well, there's only you three know what? games. The NFC so. is, is trash. Yeah, the NFC. Yeah, they're only. I think they're only two games back, dude. <laughs> like legit. And dude. It, might, it might be like one and a half. But you're right. They're one game back. One game. They're yeah. one game back. Right now, it's um, the Washington football team, and then the Cowboys are second. So the, I mean, and then the Cowboys. The Giants. We'll, on we'll the, get into that. The we'll Giants on that. the tiebreak. Well, the Giants play the Cowboys again. I think, if I'm not mistaken, but I could be wrong. This um, says that the Cowboys on the tiebreaker. I don't know why. The Cowboys are okay. glancing at it. That's what this they, is saying. I think they play again, but I could be wrong. Like I said, um, <clears> but yeah, the Giants are still in the mix. But I mean, well, Hassan's got some stuff going on. Obviously, we just talked about that. You got Alex Smith hurt. You gotta admire um, it. You gotta ad- admire the yeah. grind, bro. I think Washington makes the playoff because they have a better. Their defense is really good. They're the rookie of the year for defense, obviously on Chase Young's side. Oh. And, uh, He's a freak. But, I mean, the Cowboys offense looked good last week, man. The Cowboys <laughs> offense was looked good the last couple weeks. Yeah. I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll get to that. We'll get to yeah, that because the Cowboys exactly. kind of go into one of my handicaps with yeah. our best bets. Um, for those that don't know, too, I kinda, we kind of jump right into the Browns review. But this is going to be our one and only show because it is Christmas week. Um, I talked about me being sick and, you know, Donovan's got Christmas stuff and we got, we got stuff going on. So we're going to do a Browns review, Browns preview real quick, and then we're going to jump into our best bets for college uh, and the NFL just for this week. But, yeah. So those are looking for the second show. It's just going to be this one uh, tonight, and I'll try to get this edited to get the audio going tomorrow. Uh, but let's go ahead and jump into the, the Jets game. The Cleveland Browns, again, we talked about them sitting at 10-4. The, the New York Jets are now sitting at 1-13. The Cleveland Browns are a huge 9.5-point favorite. I can't remember the last time the Browns were that big of a favorite against the Jets. The Jets are coming off of a 23-20 victory over the 9-5 Los Angeles Rams. And just for context, say the Los Angeles Rams were 17-point favorites. That is the largest upset NFL I, in the last twenty, I don't, I don't remember if it was NFL history. I know it was in the last twenty years. I can't remember. I, I, I don't, I don't remember the stat past that. Um, wild though, right, dude? Yeah, I still can't believe. I, I can't believe the Jets won the game because mm-hmm. they're not a good team, and the, the Rams are good. They're and not just, a good team, and just the Trevor Lawrence thing. I mean, like I kind of wanted Trevor Lawrence to go to the Jags because I think they can build their team better than the Jets. Uh, I know everyone wants to say New York, New York, you know, but uh, I don't know Trevor Lawrence personally, but I think he would want to play in Jacksonville more. You think he'd want to play in Jacksonville? 
Yeah, they just have so many assets, man. Um, that team was – we know what they can be, but it was recent. Like, Trevor Lawrence is, what, 20? He watched that team just a few years ago. They were a quarterback away. Now that team's gone. Imagine they have Trevor Lawrence with that old team with Jalen and all those guys. But they can build that team. It's going to be hard to build that back up, but they they've dra- they draft really well um, for the most part. So we'll see. But I think, yeah, the Jets, like, obviously, you know, you're losing that game. I want the Jets to stay with Sam. I think they just need to get rid of Gase, <clears throat> build that lineup, get some more weapons on the outside. But I think 14 is still good, man. He's 22 years old. Yes. He'll be 23 next year. So, um, but they're not going to, I don't think they're going to fire Gase. They're not. I, I really don't think they're going to fire Gase. I just I think don't. They got too much, they got too much equity wrapped up in him and they just yeah. hired him. Um, yeah. they, that said, I do think that, that Sam Darnold is the answer as well. Um, again, another former Brownswear co host, Travis Rogers hates. Sam Darnold, uh, but I do think that Sam Darnold is is great. Uh, he looked really good last week. Now he's not really the reason the Jets won. Um, it was kind of more of their run game, the running backs out of the backfield. Ty John, Tyler Johnson had a uh, or Ty Johnson had a big game. <laughs> Frank Gore, not overwhelmingly Frank as far Gore. as, but he does what he does and he does it well, right? And I love this, is, this is his lowest yards per carry um, of his career. Um, and he's only got 546 yards on the season, but he kind of grinds down a defense. Um, he kind of does, he does his job really well, and he, he might him and him him being the thunder and Ty Johnson being the lightning is, is, was pretty effective um, the last couple weeks for the New York Jets. So maybe they found something there. I know that the Jets defense has cleaned up a little bit. They have a young stud in Bryce Hall, a cornerback who we love. We both talked about in depth on your podcast last year out of Virginia. We both had him as a first second rounder. If I remember when we were doing mock drafts and then he got hurt, fell to the fourth round, the Jets were able to snag him, and he's looks like he's finally 100% had an interception last week. So there is some talent with the Jets. Um, I don't think that they're going to be any match for the Browns. Um, you know, We do like to do our, our, our predictions against the spread on this show, and I'll, I'll just go ahead and say it now. <laughs> I, got, I, I'm taking, I would take the Browns laying the 9.5 points all day every day, dude. Yeah, that's <sighs> – Easy money, as I always say, one one time episode. That, I mean, it's a lot of points. It's a lot of it, points. It is. I just, no, they're <clears> fighting. <throat> Obviously, they're still fighting. They're not just giving up. But I still, I think that was just kind of the Rams just walk, sleepwalked in. Jared Goff really bad. He's very consistent. So I don't think that'll happen. The Browns are still, Browns are fighting for that division now. You know, yes. The Steelers losing um, yeah. a few games in a row. So the Browns are fighting for it. Yeah. They're trying to get a good playoff spot, trying to get at home still, you know. And the Browns have looked good. They've looked every week. They've looked better and better. A you know, whole we talk on the show. Yeah, we talk. We talk on the show too about like, hey, what's the most impressive win? Um, honestly, the Giants win. I think has been their most impressive win this season because they literally from from the first snap, the first whistle, they've come out and they basically dominated. And I, 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 I haven't seen the Browns do that really. I mean, it was like it was disgusting. It was like the game was over from the very first drive. Um, now the Jets, I will say the Jets do have the longest streak in the NFL um, as it pertains to scoring from the very first drive, which I didn't know that. Someone told me that last week was the Jets scored on their very first drive again, and I guess, I guess it was like 11 weeks in a row, which is the longest streak in the NFL. So I thought that, that was shocking, but that will be also pretty be a pretty huge indicator in how the season might go. It will. Yeah, I mean, like I said, that team is still playing. I think they've lost either the one or two pick at this point. Um um, they yeah. can get yeah. So uh, teams don't look at that as much as fans and media do, but 
we got to be looking at it a little bit. You know, who you can get for the first pick and what. I, I don't think they are. I don't, I, and I, I think that Adam Gase is pretty sold on Sam Darnold. I think that even if they get that first pick, I, I, I think that. Well, see, now we're getting a different conversation. Do they try to trade it? Probably to. I, I don't know. I just, you know, when you look at a guy like Trevor Lawrence, it's hard to say no to that because of how, if the NFL thinks that he is the next coming then it's hard – are you going to be the guy that says no to that? Does that make sense? Right. I don't want Gates to get <laughs> – I don't want him to have Sam. I don't want him to have Trevor. <laughs> right. <laughs> I, he'll, I, I think that he'll – I don't think it matters who Adam Gates has. He's going to yeah. destroy whoever he's got. Whether it's Tre- – Tre- even Trevor Lawrence isn't good enough to save Adam Gates. Yeah. Adam Gates will destroy Trevor. <clears throat> but if, think, you're, if you're Adam kinda... Gates and you're looking at it, do, if you pass on him and he turns out to be a great quarterback – in three years, or he if he turns out to be a great quarterback the next year, you're fired, right? Yeah, because exactly. you're the guy that passed on him. Well, I guess if you know, depending on who makes it, <laughs> excuse me. Yeah, I mean, you are, and I think it depends what they can. They're gonna what they can get back for Sam. That's gonna be a big thing. Like they just invested a top three, top five pick in this guy. I don't think that's gonna matter. I think that's gonna be more. It's gonna because okay. look what the Cardinals did with Josh Rosen, right? They got rid of him for pennies. I think you'd get I think you'd get more for Sam though. You right? definitely would get more for Sam. Yeah, I think you get more for Sam than Josh. Sam's been better. He's been better and I mean, really like he's just as almost the youngest of quarterbacks that are in this Yeah. Because he was only twenty when he got picked. Yeah. I'm just so, saying that I think that it, the value third, what they get for a, Sam, huh? Probably a third for Sam. They probably get a third from Sam. They they right. should be able to get a second. He's great. He's younger than he's still gonna be younger than some of the quarterbacks that are entering the draft this year. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, he, he's he's and he's played well. There's you know four or five games this year where you can pick him apart and say, "Damn, that guy's got it." Sam Darnold's great, um, you know, but I, I don't. It's just I don't think it. I don't think his value is going to dictate what the Jets do because I just don't think they're going to be able to turn down. It's either they're going to find a way to not take Trevor Lawrence like they're going to get rid of that pick or they have to take Trevor Trevor Lawrence because the over if they if they don't take Trevor Lawrence and he turns out to be even a little bit good then you're fired you're you're the guy that passed on Trevor Lawrence I, and it's not it's not Adam Gase making that decision it's Joe Douglas is still the GM there I believe right yeah and Joe Douglas I mean obviously he was with Philly um yeah you know so I I mean there's a lot of options man there's a lot of things I've even I've heard a I've heard all types of rumors where they could trade Joe, Doug Doug Peterson, <laughs> you know what I mean? For I don't know, like trade Doug. I've, we've seen coaches get traded before. It's very yes. very rare, but you know, obviously they have a relationship. I don't know. Who knows what the Jets are going to do? But I think the Jags will keep it. They have more options than the Jets. Like everyone keeps talking about Jets, 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 but the Jags have the most picks in the draft, most picks in the top one hundred. They have. Two first round picks next year, like not this coming up year, the next one. Yeah. So they have, they just have so many assets. I think I'm looking at the Jags, and now that they have the first overall pick, I can't wait to see what they do with that pick. They do uh, have a lot of talent, <coughs> especially yeah. with James, James Robinson turned out to be a very solid running back. DJ Chark, DD Westbrook, a wide receiver. Yeah, they've got, um, they've got <clears> some <throat> stuff there. They got more talent than the Jets to me, and they have more assets. And but a, they, ha- they have more talent at the skill position, but the Jets, I mean, Mekhi Becton is going is a franchise oh, left yeah. tackle. He's already that's showed that. To me, that's a that's a pretty – I would rather have that than – With Cam Robinson? Or... Yeah, you know, Cam Robinson's very, very solid, but Mekhi Becton holds – I mean, he was probably 
got a few got a handful of Pro Bowl votes. You know what I mean? He's he's very good. Was definitely going to be a fran- He's definitely a franchise left tackle. And that's I mean we saw with Joe Burrow. You know, <clears throat> yeah. you, you invest in those high draft picks and you don't have protection. It don't matter what you have what you're throwing the ball to. You got to have someone to protect them. And I you know I I I don't think that. Yeah, I'll that's- say I think that the Jets are probably a better option than the Jaguars. Plus, okay. the Jets, I mean, the Jets still have Denzel Mims. They got Jamison Crowder. You know, they, they, well, they, they're not I, destitute. I want to go to the Jets. <laughs> but, I mean, they could get there's, – there's other – you know, they got a draft deep. You know, Jackson Carmen, who is Trevor's left tackle right now, I, I like him. He's a pretty good pick, I think. Um, maybe in the second round or something like that. And there's other guys out there, you know, for him. But, you know, <clears> I, I'm also – I've been wrong on guys from Clemson before in the line. I loved Mitch Hyatt. <laughs> I did too. He did, okay, you did too, so he didn't train that well. I like Jackson oh, Carmen. I think he's a really good one. But, yeah, I mean, you're right. I mean, the Jets have some good players too. And uh, who's third? I, I can't think of who's third right now in the draft. Uh, for the quarter? Oh, for the uh, – Overall, like – Oh, dude, I don't I forgot, know. I forgot who it is. I, I shouldn't. I just did like a, a mini mock draft like I was doing. I shouldn't have this. I don't have it right in front of me. It's the um, Bengals. The Bengals, yeah, that's right. Obviously, okay, so the Bengals obviously not going to take a quarterback. Yeah, they're going to take uh, – oh, my God, dude. Probably going to take uh, Penae. There you go. Uh, Sewell, yeah. Yeah. Probably take him. But, yeah, I mean, we'll see. I mean, I've seen him draft another receiver. John Ross and A.J. Green are going to be free agents this year. They might draft a receiver. I wouldn't take a receiver at three. There's a lot of ball game left, dude. You don't know what – we yeah. don't know what's going to happen. I mean, yeah, the, Bing, the, Bengals just, the Bengals just won. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, we, don't, we don't really know what's going to happen as far – you know, these guys got to test out well. Someone could have a big ball. I mean, Zach Wilson had a phenomenal day today tearing up a UCF defense. It's not that bad. Now, I, I do know that Richie Grant didn't play and uh, Aaron Robinson didn't play. And those are the two big all-AAC all backs for UCF – um, so that that definitely needs to be taken into account. But, you know, UCF's definitely a quality program with a, a lot of athletic ability on the back half. And this was a big game for him, you know. Uh, so that, that's a guy that's rising up. That's a guy who's rising up draft boards. We talked about Richie Grant, the safety. I don't know how he's going to test out. Someone said that he's going to test out explosively. You know, and Zach Wilson may not even be the biggest riser for BYU. Brady Christensen at off the tackle. He may give uh, – yeah, he may he may give the the off tackle from Oregon a run for his money. So there's a lot of, a lot of factors, a lot there, are a lot of things to pay attention to. Um, obviously, since we are talking about the draft, we're talking about the Jets draft. That kind of shows you how we feel about the Jets in this game. Um, you we both talked about taking the Browns at nine and a half. You agree with that? You would put money on the Browns? Yeah, I would agree with that. I'm sorry, I lost my headphone here, but yeah, I would agree with that. Um, yeah, I I, I think that we're buying two touchdowns at least. I agree. <laughs> I agree. I, I and you know what? That's that. If it goes over right now, it's at nine and a half. If it goes over ten points, it'd be hard for me to justify because that is a touchdown, a field goal. Right now, the Browns can win with a touchdown, a field goal. So I think it is getting close to that point where I am starting to back off of it. But nine and a half seems like a gimme. Um, before we move on, I want to answer Travis Rogers. We got we had one one listener question. Travis Rogers asked. Uh, who, based off of what we see now, what is the ideal matchup for the Cleveland Browns in the playoffs? So I was looking at right now, the Cleveland, if the playoffs start today, uh, the Cleveland Browns would be playing the Tennessee Titans in the first round of the playoffs. And honestly, I think that that is a pretty good matchup. We saw the Browns already dominate the Titans. Now I, I know that the box score doesn't 
The final score doesn't reflect that, but the Browns jumped up to a huge lead in the first half. They've obviously figured out how to run away with this passing attack. The Titans are definitely not strong in the defensive backfield, and they do we do just enough on the run game. Um, we're very good in the run game as well, but I'm saying that they do they are better in the passing game than they were before, and they're going up against a beat up, not a very good defensive backfield. The Titans. I like my odds against that. Again, uh, you know, another option is the Pittsburgh Steelers. The Pittsburgh Steelers right now, they've lost three in a row. There's a good chance that they lose the Browns. If Right now, if, if they were playing the Browns this week, even though they play the Browns next week, the Browns would be favored by four points. So there's a good chance that the Browns beat the Steelers that week and then maybe the week after in the first round of the playoffs. So, I mean, I think that there's a couple different options here. The Browns aren't going to get – they shouldn't get Boyd in the first round. They might, but they shouldn't. Yeah, the Titans would be the team I play, but the, it's hard to be the team twice in one year. Everybody knows that. Um, it is. And that they team, that, they did smash them. Um, but that team definitely showed me something at the end of the game. I mean, they, they might have a different game plan. Mike Vrabel's going to, it's going to be hard to just beat up on that team. Um, but I would probably pick the Titans. I, I'm a Packers fan. And I'm worried about the game this week, but that's for different reasons. We can't stop the run. We're going up against the best yeah. running back in the NFL. Right. So it's just going to be tough to stop. And this guy's trying to break like rushing records and stuff. So it's going to be tough. But um, that's a tough team to get out. But yeah, if I was the Browns, I'd be the team I'd want to play. The Titans, I'd say Titans. And I mean, you got to look at the Ravens because, I mean, just played that team and really could have easily won that game. The, um, the Ravens do need some help. Um, if the playoffs started today, they would be out of the picture. So they're still out, yeah. I think yeah, they the went out still, though. Yeah. Their schedule is easy. Cupcake game. And if they, if they do, then they're then I believe they're, they do yeah. need help. <clears throat> the Dolphins are right now have the edge on them. Um, the Colts have the edge on them, and they, they're one game back from the Colts. Um, but that's who they're kind of fighting with. But again, like you said, they're right. They're they have the same record as the Dolphins, so those two things could flip flop real quick. Um, obviously, the Dolphins are probably the weak link. They're not really a playoff team. They're kind of a year away. Uh, but I don't think the Browns are going to get a chance to have a shot at them if the <clears throat> get in. They're going to squeak by and, and obviously play a team like the Bills, who are the number two seed. Um, same with the Colts. <laughs> it's a tough game. The Bills. The Bills is a. I mean that that's gonna be a fun matchup because I love both of those quarterbacks, Allen oh, and Baker. Yeah, but a freak. that's a tough game, man. To go to Buffalo and win that one up there. I know they're used to playing in the cold and everything, but that's a tough one. Uh, Buffalo's on the roll right now. That's that's yeah. the tough. Buffalo to me, uh, they're my top five. Um, Buffalo, they're my top five. Oh yeah, I wouldn't argue against that. I wouldn't yeah. argue against that at all. Um, so let's go ahead. Before we move on, did you have any other listener questions that you got hit up or anything else you wanted to add? I did not have any questions. Okay, no problem. Let's go ahead and move on to the college football preview. Last week, I had a terrible week, dude. I went one and two. The only game I did win was against you, my friend. I took LSU getting two points from Mississippi. LSU won outright 53 to 48. I don't know if you watched this game. Most people did not because it was on at the same time as the um, Clemson-Notre Dame game. I was watching – my eyes were focused on the LSU game. LSU smashing your boy, Matt Corral, who threw five interceptions in the first half. He eventually got, yeah. back, <laughs> he got back in, and then he made some things happen. Ole Miss was actually winning with about two minutes left, and then LSU came back. Um, Ed Ordron, I don't know what's going on with that LSU program. I, I know that they fired Bo Pelini. They just fired their office coordinator. They're making some changes. I don't know if that – I don't know what's going on. I don't know what's going on. There's definitely – there's a lot of talent there. 
I, I don't know what's going on, but whatever. I won the bet. I'm very happy with it. Did you watch that game at all, or were you too? Were you watching two glued no. on the Clemson game? No, we, I watched the Notre Dame Clemson game. I just wanted to watch every second of that. There's so many draft prospects and high oh, school yeah. kids, high school talent kids. I just watched last year play that game, but I did watch uh, the majority of the highlights. Um, like the big recap from the Ole Miss game. Yeah, I mean, Macro had one of his games where it's just like, dude, he he looked like he did last year. Um, so which was really bad. And then John Rice finally comes in, you know, I mean, plays. I do like John Rice a lot. I don't know how long he's going to really play um, football because he's a, one of the top prospects in baseball for Ole Miss. Um, he got drafted out of high school pretty high. Um, but so, so I don't – yeah, yeah, he did. He got – he's a dual sport guy. Um, he was actually committed to Georgia before Ole Miss, and they didn't want him to play baseball. So he did commit him to Ole Miss. Yeah. Um, because they're – Pretty good baseball program as well, right? Yeah, they're pretty good. Uh, Ole Miss they let Justin Fields play baseball there, dude. Yeah, like they just—I don't know, man. His injury risk was too high, <laughs> or whatever. Because he—that's also yeah. Justin Fields. Also, used he, his reason for transferring to get immediate eligibility was when he said that there were some racial issues going on yeah. when he was on the baseball team. So maybe they wanted to avoid that. Maybe Georgia just just decided, okay. We're done letting yeah. dudes play baseball. Like, yeah, like, I don't know. I don't know what they say to John, but uh, yeah, I mean, and it's weird. Like they, either way, I can talk about Ole Miss all day, but they lost the game, and their defense is atrocious, so bad. Um, they do have a good LSU. offense, talented. So yeah, LSU ended the season well with two wins. It's nice to see that. Um, they still got a mess of a program though. Um, nice yeah. to see them win the last two games, but have a lot of talent coming back. But they're just losing guys left and right. So we'll see. I mean, they did well in recruiting. Um, I like how they uh, how they, they decided to do a self bowl ban. Yeah, when during they, the year, <laughs> during the year, no one gave a shit. Yeah, exactly. They, yeah, they, they already lost a bunch. They did some. They did good in recruiting in the trenches, and I think that was really important. Kind of get back to what LSU is good at. Remember LSU like before the Joe Burrow season. You know what type of team this was? Grind it out, run the ball. Yes. You know, I mean Fournette yeah. and a bunch of big linemen, especially on the defensive side. The Tyler Shelvin, all those guys. So I mean. Uh, looking at what they did in recruiting, I think 13 of their top 18 recruits were in the trenches for defensive wow. players. So they kind of got back to basics. I feel like that might help them out. That's what Coach O wanted. You know, I there's mean, talent so, there. There's definitely talent there. It's yeah. just you know they just they just well, you good win there. Right yeah, you got me on that. One. You got me. yeah. Finally, you won the last two when we went head to head. Um, my next game was Wisconsin giving 12 points to Minnesota. I lost that. Wisconsin barely won in overtime 2017. And then I took Boise State giving six and a half points to San Jose State. San Jose State whooped their ass 34 to 20. That was embarrassing. So I, I didn't have a good week at all. These were not good handicaps. I thought San Jose State, San Jose State would be punked by uh, Boise State because Boise State dominates that conference. I was wrong. Brennan is a great coach at San Jose State. Um, and I, I, I was wrong. Wisconsin, their program blows. They're, I don't know what I was thinking. They're not nearly as good as I thought they were. There's some issues going on there. Uh, but how did you do? <laughs> College football, 0-3. Oh, 0-3? <laughs> oh, yeah, Who else man. did you take? Had a bad week. I kind of went out and did some silly stuff. The Ole Miss game, obviously. Um, Tennessee A&M. Uh, you know, A&M definitely was, like I said, I, I said that on that the That was show. a good handicap, though. That was it a good was, handicap. Tennessee was hanging in. They were, but and at five sitting there in college playoffs, they kept their starters in, and they were they did. throwing <laughs> the ball. Like they were trying to, you know, win by the amount of points they did win by, which is definitely over fourteen. So they won. And then Ohio State Northwestern. I, I mean, 
that was rough. Well, that wasn't really your fault either. So both of those games weren't really your fault. Um, I would take Tennessee. So I told you when we when you made the bet, the Tennessee Texas bet. I said, man, I don't like that. Tennessee sucks. I think I was wrong about that because after watching that game, Tennessee was hanging with Texas A&M. If things would have went a little bit – if that game was earlier in the year, you would have won that bet, and Tennessee might have beat them outright. If that was earlier in the year because Texas A&M was in that playoff mode where they were trying to get into the playoffs. But Tennessee was in that game, and then when it, the game as the game went on, Texas A&M was like, okay, we got to finish it off if we're going to do this. And that's what happened there. So I feel like that handicap was a good handicap. And the last game, the Ohio State handicap, as soon as we – you know, these podcasts, we record this on Tuesday – 20, 20 players were out, one of them being Chris Olave. Chris Olave, yeah. And once Chris Olave was out, you know, you don't realize how far down your depth chart you got to go. I mean, yeah. you know, Ohio State. I mean, they, to, they got Garrett, Garrett and I love Fleming. Dude. That's my dog. But, he was like a lost puppy dog out there, bro. Yeah, I mean, he's young, and I, he hadn't got a lot of rest. I mean, those guys haven't had the offseason that normal freshmen get. Though. They had oh. two spring two spring practices, oh. <laughs> and he hasn't had any PT. I mean, he had a uh, coronavirus earlier in the season. And so. That's not counting. There's not counting the other 15 guys that didn't play. There were 20 guys that did not yeah. play that game. Chris Olave was just the biggest name, and I didn't think Chris. And honestly, if you beforehand, uh, people were messaging me saying, "Hey, Chris Olave's out. Chris Olave's out," and I was like, "Dude, who cares? Who cares?" I was wrong because that's it what wasn't I said. Chris I was like, Fleming and Garrett Wilson. We'll I mean, dude, they're it, fine, dude. But like, that's that's like the least of my worries. As long as it's Justin's not out. It, but you like. <laughs> We took for granted the preparation due to the season. He didn't yeah. have, he didn't know what he was doing. He was running the wrong routes. Justin Fields, that one pick that Justin Fields threw, um, that was Julian Fleming wasn't he was nowhere. In the, he wasn't even looking for the ball. He was wasn't even in the right area. So it was completely. It was a. I, I feel like that was a fair handicap. I feel like I would bet that I would bet Ohio State in that situation nine times out of ten. It's just you know. We had that many guys suspended, and they were you're, when you have that many guys out 24 hours in advance. And you got to remember, too, Ohio State's dealt with that issue all year long. That's why the whole the Clemson spread, and we'll kind of talk about that in a little bit, I'm sure. That's why the Clemson, our bet right now, Clemson is favored by, I think, six and a half, seven points. My gut says I would take Clemson on that, but that's only because Ohio State looked like shit the last, uh, the, uh, the last week. Well, the, was that really Ohio State? We haven't seen Ohio State play healthy in two months. They had a, a chunk of guys out last week, and then when they played the time before that, they had three of their offensive starters on the offensive line were out. We haven't seen them play fully healthy, so it's really hard to gauge this team, dude. It's really hard. And, they've only, and then on top of that, they've only played six games. So they played four, what, four yeah. games where they've all been healthy? Exactly. But one bright spot they did get from that game, that boy from Oklahoma, man, well, by way of Atlanta, Georgia, Trey, Trey Sermon. Sermon. Yeah. Sermon. <laughs> yeah. yeah, everybody's talking about they can't run the ball, they can't do this. Well, he just went and broke the record. So, I mean, I, I knew will say, I love Trey Sermon too. I, I really was that's what made this. I picked Ohio State to win the national championship, and it was really because of what they brought back. And then Trey Sermon, I was like, they got Trey Sermon, dude, and Master T. Like, they're not, and Justin Fields with those receivers, there's there's no way. Like, who's Master T, was up too, by the way. Yeah, Master Teague was out. I mean, Trey Sermon just showed up, though, man. And, yeah, I, I, w- I was expecting him to do that. Not that all year, obviously. Or he'd win the Heisman. I was. I was expecting that. Well, I mean, I know he's not going to run for over 20 yards every game. But so, the problem with Trey Sermon at the beginning of the year. I like Trey Sermon, man. I'm happy for him. The problem, the problem with Trey Sermon is that he, he hesitates. He looks to bounce everything to the outside. He does. Yeah. And, last week we saw and that week that week in Michigan State 
the last couple games he's played, you see where he's changed out. I don't know what I don't know what the coaches are telling him, but whatever they've done has worked because he doesn't do that anymore. He, you know, he's a bigger guy. He can run up the middle, and he he's taking that to heart. He doesn't hesitate. He ju- he gets in the hole. He's way better than Master Teague. Way better oh, than Master. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Master Teague was getting the start. He, I think Master Teague started the first five games. This was yeah. the only game Trey Sermon started because, and that was because Master Teague was hurt or was, was out because of COVID or whatever. Um, but yeah. Trey Sermon's better. Trey Sermon's more <laughs> athletic. He catches the ball better on the backfield, but he just he hesitates too much. This past week, he did, there was no hesitation. That dude hit the hole, and that brings another dimension to Ohio State's offense that we haven't seen all year long. Because he is, I do think he's better than Master Teague. He's a better yeah. athlete, at least. But his name is Master Teague, though. He's got a better name. That's true. Did That's, you, yeah. <laughs> you that Steel Chambers kid? Oh yeah. Bro, that feel like a brick shit house, you, man. You, you got. I mean, this is. I mean, you guys recruit your ass off. Like, you guys, yeah, yeah. And Ohio State, like, I, I always, Ohio State always. The reason why I love Ohio State's recruiting classes is because they are really getting guys that are good right now and like those potentially like good guys. Like they're they're getting guys that are college football ready and the ones that aren't ready yet, but they could be. And they have the season and wait because they, they they can afford to wait. Ohio State doesn't yeah. have to play five and four stars right away. You guys wait two and three years. Um, to play guys, or they don't even play at all. They end up transferring to other schools. So I just, I love what Ohio State does. And a national recruiter getting guys a little bit from everywhere. You guys dip down in Florida, you know, and stay in the Midwest. You get some Cali guys. I, I mean, because people are like, dude, are you an Ohio State fan? You love Ohio State. You're always sucking. Oh yeah, guys. they fancy you. Yeah, funny. dude. I don't know. Maybe it's because you know I'm from the West Coast and I live in the South, so like everyone out there hates Ohio State. Both regions I'm from, so. <laughs> but I'm like, dude, you gotta respect that that talent that they have and what they do. Um, but I mean, as far as Northwestern goes, man, you know that that you know, they have one of the top ten, top fifteen coaches in the country. Um, oh yeah, really staff. That's a tough, hard nosed team. That's a team that's a veteran team. Defense too. Yeah, I mean, good. that's one of our defenses in the country. It really yeah. is. It is. Uh, veteran teams play well together for the past few years. Got a lot of seniors in that ball club. And uh, my hat's off to always, always underestimate Northwestern, man. But uh, they do a really good job. Peyton Ramsey, I believe. Yeah. A quarterback, yeah. Co- coming in, doing a really good job. One of the former Elite 11 quarterbacks. So um, definitely an upgrade from Hunter Johnson last year. Which is wild, too, because Hunter Johnson was, uh, he was a big five star recruit, too. He was, man. Um, Sucked. I wasn't a huge – I didn't have him as a five-star personally, but I didn't think he'd be that bad. I thought he'd be he's a terrible. good quarterback. Yeah, he looks – I thought he yeah. – I, 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 saw, I saw some a bit of his, his film before he transferred Northwestern. I was like, dude, he's going to be an issue. He looks legit. I was wrong about that too. Um, but yep. Let's go ahead and move on for our three best bets for college this week. At full disclosure, two of my best bets have already played, and I lost both of them. I had UCF and Tulane. <laughs> So I'm already I'm already off to a really bad start. I did win Appy State, but that win to classify as one of my best bets. Another one of my best bets tomorrow is uh, tomorrow Georgia Southern. But let me I'll go ahead and, in case I don't have this edited in time. I'll give you three games for Saturday. One was actually canceled as I like when when I was doing prep, they canceled the game. I was taking UAB, giving six and a half points to South Carolina. South Carolina, I guess, came oh, down with a bad. They came down with a bad COVID. South Carolina had to cancel, therefore the bowl game got canceled. So un- unfortunately, I can only give you two games. Uh, they, c- the- they couldn't sub another team. Well, Saturday, yeah, that's not enough time. I know. Yeah, I know. Oh, oh. So uh, 
UL Lafayette giving 14 points to Texas San Antonio. We talked about UL Lafayette a lot on this show. If you listen to us on a consistent basis, you know my love for UL Lafayette and the Sun Belt. Leo Lewis, a quarterback. Jeez, um, uh, I can't believe I can. Elijah Elijah Mitchell. Yeah. The name of the uh, yes. Trey, Trey Rajas. Both those running backs are phenomenal. Those guys are both going to be playing on uh, on Sundays. This UL Lafayette's great. They have one loss by like three points to Coastal Carolina. Dude, easy money. This is a team that beat the Big 12. Well, not the Big 12. Runner up. up. Yeah, dude, I'm taking UL Lafayette all the way. Texas Antonio doesn't have a chance. 14 points. Nah, I, I would give. I would even give up 21. Western. The second game is Western Kentucky getting three and a half points from Georgia State. This game. This game is a little bit more hard. It's a little bit harder to handicap. Um, I do believe that the Sun Belt is a better conference than Conference USA. With that said, I do think that the Western Kentucky defense is very good. D'Angelo Malone coming off the edge. I don't think Georgia State has seen a player of that caliber, unless maybe you count Taron Jackson of Coastal Carolina. But D'Angelo Malone is very, very good. I think he's going to disrupt that Georgia State offense very very much. Um, the Western Kentucky offense is pretty rough, but I don't think they're going to need much to squeak by here. I think that they can win outright, and you're getting them three and a half points. That that's that was another bet that I, I definitely circled. Uh, but Donald, what do you got? Um, I have, I had, um, UCF over BYU as well. <coughs> Excuse me. So I didn't, let, let's, I didn't know, we I, I didn't know, well, I didn't watch it. So I can't really break it down or anything. I watched some of the highlights that Zach Wilson had on like Twitter, but I've been uh-huh. you know, stuck at work. But, uh, so part, I mean, of, part of my step was I didn't think BYU would want to be there after having the season that they had. I didn't think they wanted to play in the Boca Raton Bowl. During the second, you know, maybe during the second yeah. day of the bowl season, you know, they were they had New Year's New Year's Six Bowl games that they they were looking forward to. Um, also, BYU schedule compared to, I mean, the AAC is a very good conference. BYU's played a lot of trash. Let's be real. Coastal Carolina was the toughest team BYU played, and that was by a large margin. So I thought the UF, UCF explosive offense led by Dylan Gabriel was going to be too much for them, especially when you mixed out with the fact that they wanted to be there. I was wrong. I was wrong. BYU was a legit, is a legit, hundred percent legit team. I was wrong. Yeah, I mean, mine was just they didn't want to be there, and then I thought mm-hmm. they would go back and forth and be such a high scoring game with Dylan Gabriel and Zach Wilson going back and forth. That they were getting know. six and a half. That's a lot of points if you think yeah. that those two are the same and they're getting almost a touchdown. Yeah, so I'm thought, with you there. Yeah, I mean, uh, I was like, you see, you UCLA, UCF could pull off the upset possibly because it's UCF. Like they can always pull off the upset, but I mean, BYU Last just, you know. I mean, I would say BYU for the season they had, I mean, they kind of got a, a, a take COVID very serious and everything, and I'm not making a joke about it, but I mean, I think they kind of got the good end of the stick from COVID because they're scheduled before this. There's no way they're going one loss. I don't know. I, I don't know, you dude. S- you see their schedule before this? Dude, their offense is so good. Their offense is so good. Brady Christensen is, might be a first Zach Wilson's going to be a first-round quarterback, and then if you mix in the fact that let's just say, and you're in your realm of the universe and another universe, let's say Matt Bushman's healthy, because yeah, Matt I Bushman, mean, remember, that's a good, a no, it's a great team. I love BYU. I just, I mean, they, they, play, then they played, then they played five ranked teams in their schedule before, and then they're they're traveling. That, that's yeah, the hardest, was, hardest thing about was, BYU. I, I don't have it off the top of my top of my head. Right USC now, was one of them. They played us again. They beat us yeah. last year, but they did play I mean, us. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, that would have been... Yeah. I would have took BYU over USC. I mean, I can't I can't tell the way we play. We, we can lose yeah. anyone. I think we can beat it. <laughs> USC's just, a weird like, team. USC's a weird team. Yeah, I mean, no, you, their offense is close. I mean, they might have won 10 games. I could be wrong because they played 13. Their defense is too. Their defense is they, they, they let a lot of explosive plays go by. Like, if you look at their stats, it's not overwhelming. But they got a lot – you know, they got those big Samoan boys up front, and they they, they know how to play, and they pass for sure. Kyrus Tonga is another guy that I think is going to be drafted very early, and he, he – you know, he, and he gets after. He gets after the pass rusher. He's not just some 300-pound guy that sits there. So right, I – BYU always have, they always have yeah I mean they always have really good players I mean especially NFL guys yeah um up front yeah, more season. yeah they've had a bunch of guys up front that um I mean but I, I mean that that's a good win you got a good coaching staff um I'm looking at their team now I don't think that Zach Wilson's gonna stay I know I heard some rumors about him staying or whatever but like I don't think he will um at all <laughs> if I was him I would leave I do have their schedule up now I'm looking at it uh yeah they I mean yeah honestly they're a lot better than the teams I thought um it is harder but they probably would have won 10 games still looking at their schedule uh I mean the Boise game you know they already won that. It's just we. This season's just like I can't. I'm tired of making prediction of what would have happened pre-COVID because it's just like we we you. can't. Like I don't. I, I keep saying that to myself. And I'm like, dude, like pre-COVID for football is still like there is. <laughs> they're still dealing with this. Like there would have been no fans either way at these games. Yeah, which is in college football, a big part of it, dude. That's like worth four points. I feel like like every game you're talking about spreads, I think that's like, fair. I think especially that's fair. traveling like. BYU travels a lot. Like they were playing at Utah, USC on the road in LA, then going back home to play Michigan State at Arizona State, like it at Minnesota, <laughs> and they're playing neutral side game versus Missouri. Like it's just that's a weird schedule. Like Notre Dame and BYU have those weird independent schedules, but uh, no, I'm happy for them to get the win. And uh, I was surprised uh, by how much they won, but yeah, I had that one. I had um, I've excuse me, has Hawaii and Houston. Um, only took that game because I thought 11 was really high. So uh, wait, hold on, back up. So you t- you took Houston? I took uh, Hawaii. Hawaii getting the eleven. Getting eleven, yeah, that's a lot of points. Anytime double digit, I see that. And college football is easier, but I think Hawaii. They can see that's a team though. They can put up points. I know they can put up points. Obviously, Houston's going to put up points too. But I think, hey, like Houston's kind of had a down year. Hawaii is actually four and four. Okay, they'll take that. I mean, you know what I mean. So they're playing for something. Um, they can put up some points and. and and kind of make this a close game. But I don't know if you win. saw this or not. Um, Dana oh, Holgerson came out in some of the players. No, it's it's good. For, uh, if you can get in eleven points, that might be a good idea. Um, I I jumped on it at I I took Houston, given thirteen. Um, I messed up because today Dana Holgerson came out and said that some players are academically ineligible, and I guess it's that's why it's eleven now. In the double digits of players that are going to be out, but that—that's where we're at. But, hey, thanks for joining us, Sebastian. Sebastian's comment: He says the uh, NCAA football was a joke this year, but he did win big on the Clemson bet, which we were talking about last week. So, congratulations, Sebastian. He also wants to talk about Liberty. We'll get to that in a second. Um, he oh, said he was going to take South Carolina, which is funny. He must have joined late because I was actually going to take UAB, Sebastian. So it is a shame that that game is canceled. We would have gone against each other there, but. Donovan, actually, let's let's ask you that. Where, where, where were you leading? Would you have taken South Carolina or UAB? 
You would have uh, taken South Carolina. Would, you liked the SEC. What was the spread? It was uh five for South Carolina. No, wait. I'm sorry. Six and a half. UAB was favored by six and a half. UAB was favored by six and a half. They can run the ball, man. Probably would have paid South Carolina. <laughs> You're right. Yeah. And not, I mean, they have a lot of issues too, especially on offense. They don't have yeah, a coach. They don't have a two games. Yeah, they don't have a coach. And they do have a coach, but he's not there yet. Uh, officially, I don't think he would have been on the sideline. I probably would have still taken South Carolina, uh, honestly, because they're six and a half is a lot for a team that's, you know, still more talented than the other team. They're not as good, but they have better players. But um, yeah, as far as Liberty Coast Carolina, I took Liberty. Seven. Well, yeah, let, seven. let me let me finish. Go ahead and finish your thought, though. So your your three oh, best sorry. bets, your three best bets were um, UCF, Hawaii. which Hawaii. lost today, Hawaii, and then what's your third one? Liberty. Lib- oh, really? Your your third one's Liberty? Yeah. Okay, my bad. Yeah. Um. So what's going? On? What's your breakdown of that game? This is gonna be fun. Um, I wish these teams weren't playing each other. Oh, uh, I feel like no. I want to see them play bigger schools. Yeah, I wanted to see them play bigger schools as well. Like it didn't even matter if they're you know like Ole Miss Liberty would have been cool just because like Hugh Freeze or you know what I mean. Uh, I thought that would have been fun or whatever. But yeah, I mean, I, I I mean I love their quarterback. You know everybody. You know Malik Willis. Um, he is another guy with Elite Eleven, former guy, and uh, he's he's legit, man. Even Chris Ferguson, the backup, yeah, he's pretty good too. But no, Malik uh, was good. Yeah, Joshua Mack and. I mean, got a really fast offense. Uh, I love their defense too. Yeah, that's great. Their defense is good though. They they've got some players on defense. They're not great or anything, but they've got some solid players individually. Um, but I took them because I mean, Coast Carolina. Uh, I wish they were in a bigger bowl game. Liberty too. I know Liberty had one loss in there, but um, I just think this game is closer than people think. Like Liberty's a really good football team. They're well coached. You freeze. He did a lot of things at Ole Miss, you know, that weren't great. But as far as just coaching. He's one of the best coaches in the country, and that's why you know he was getting his he name. I, I mean, at Ole Miss, he kind of underachieved, but you got to think like he had Ole Miss at number two in the country at one point, like yeah. which is kind of insane. Um, if you know anything about Ole Miss football, like they have a good tradition of having good players, but like they've never been that high before in the modern era. So, and he had, I mean, the draft. He was keeping up with Alabama's draft picks. He had the second most players drafted in the SEC when he was there, behind Alabama. And I don't he, think. Brings enough wins to warrant taking a base off of his off-field actions. I wouldn't hire him. I would. Does that make yeah, sense? Well, him, him Miles off to, the list. I talked to someone that uh, you know, someone Auburn Auburn alum, and he was saying that he just was hearing that. You know, they they wanted to hire his freeze, like they wanted to interview him, but like they're, they're just like absolutely not. The administration like we can't do it. It's too soon for one. Like it just happened. It's still fresh in people's mind. Um, he needs to have like a probation period almost. Yeah. To, yeah. And, and you know, Brian Harson obviously was the hire who's clean as a whistle um, at Arkansas State, yeah, at Brady State, at Texas. No, that's a really good hire. His track record speaks for itself. I don't, so. I don't think they should have fired Gus Malzahn. To be they, sh- they, shouldn't mean, have, they shouldn't have fired. They should have gave Gus one more year. But um, yeah. it's just hard, man. When you have that administration and the, those donors um, – <laughs> the Auburn's got a lot of money, and they think they're, they're better. Than, they think they're they think they're better they're than they are. Yeah, yeah they, they're I think, and they're very, they're very good, but they're, no, they can they can win at Auburn. They're a four-star they program, though. They're not a five-star program. Uh, with Nick Saban at Alabama, it's game over. That's what it, that's what it's just 
Yeah. That's what it is. With Nick Saban and Alabama, it's game over. Whoever you get in there is not going to be able to win against Nick Saban. Gus Malzahn, every now and again, he can do it. I don't what what more do you want? I just think that they kind of messed up. Yeah, um, I do too. But I mean, it, Gus Gus will take a year off and do TV because he's really good at it, and then he'll find a job um, immediately. I would hire him. I would hire him immediately. And you you know how I am about SEC retreads. But I, I I think Gus Malzahn's a good coach. Gus is. But, yeah, and put, but Gus has paid his dues, man. Coming up from a high school OC to where he shit, was. I yeah. might call him right now. Just do a little switcheroo. Oh, they got to call Kellen Moore, dude. Like, that's. You saw you my tweet, what? right? Yeah. Right. <laughs> they, so, Kellen Moore uh, has to be the coach of Oregon State. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> But, so uh, Sebastian agrees with you. He's ta- he wants to take Liberty as well. I, I kind of I disagree. I'm going Coastal Carolina. I know Liberty beat Virginia Tech. Um, you know there there's there's some thing. The, the strength of schedule probably goes in the favor of Liberty. I think Coastal Carolina's defense is great. I think Teron Jackson, who's now an All American, coming off the edge is going to cause some huge issues uh, for Malik in that Liberty offense. I think Grayson McCall is the real deal. I think he's just as good as Malik. Uh, you know, I, oh, I think that. Both. Oh yeah, I think C.J. Maribel, the running back. I think he's phenomenal. I think he's better than um, Joshua Mack. I think that they're this is Coastal Carolina is a great team. Um, I'm betting on the game because uh, it's a bowl game, and I bet on every bowl game. With that, with that said, though, I do not have that's not one of my top bets. I'm betting it just for the pure fact that I bet on every bowl game. If I, if you were asking me if this was a regular college football week, I probably would avoid the game. So if you guys have if you have confidence in Liberty, hey, more power you, to, more power to you, bro. But uh, like I said, I just that that game sketches me out. Sebastian asked about Western Kentucky, Georgia State. I took Western Kentucky. I was able to snag Western Kentucky, getting three and a half from Georgia State. I think that that spread might go up because Western Kentucky is the underdog. Western Kentucky's offense blows, as I talked about earlier in the podcast. But D'Angelo Malone coming off the edge is a big disruptor. Um, so that that's what I had. Um, I just think that Liberty can stay within the point. Hey, Donovan agrees with you, Sebastian. So. You know, like he said, he's got Donovan's got a ton of confidence in that game, so I don't I don't blame you for for siding siding with him. Um, Donovan, Jimmy, what's up? No, I'm say it's gonna be a fun one, but I mean, I, I'm I'm confident, but it's tough because I really I didn't really respect Coastal Carolina until I saw that BYU game, and that put a lot of respect on their their name for me. But and I, I still respect the program. I'm not saying they're gonna get blown out of their bad team. Losing to Liberty is no. It's not a slouch thing to do. Liberty, like you said, they beat Virginia Tech. Um, they're oh, you're right. They're really trying to. I like what Liberty. I like what he. I want Hughes to stay at Liberty. I think they got something special there for a couple of years. Now he's not going to be there for more than three years. But <laughs> I, like I said, I wouldn't hire his crazy ass. Um, but well, do you have any other college games before we bounce the NFL? No, that's it. All I right. Do, say, I do like the Memphis game. Not a ton of confidence, but I, I look at that game, Memphis versus FAU. Um, Brady White, what a career. Um, been happy to have been able to follow his career since he came over from Newhall, Hart High School in California, from Arizona State to Memphis. Uh, he's playing in that game. Um, I think that his draft stock, he should have left last year. Like, he would have got drafted higher. He's like No one even talks about him anymore. Uh, he's probably like a six or seven round pick. I don't know. He would have went like I was thinking about like third round last year. I don't know. There's a lot of talent that left. I don't know how he's going to test the combine. There's a lot of factors left to see. Memphis is not the same Memphis team. This team, this program is definitely going down because Michael Gravel is gone. With that said, I'm a hundred percent with you, dude. I'm taking Memphis laying the eleven points on on at Fort Atlantic all day. We're on the same page there. 
more so not because I'm betting on Memphis, but because I'm betting against Willie Taggart and Florida Atlantic. Florida Atlantic is straight garbage. I bet against Florida Atlantic the week before when they were playing. <laughs> uh, oh my gosh, who were they? I could, pull, I could pull up my notes here, but I bet against I dude Willie Taggart is destroying that Florida Atlantic program. They're not. I don't think they're gonna be able really to hang. five and three. Not too bad. I'm just saying, I, like, I haven't like, watched had them. him competing with teams oh, like yeah. Ohio, you know, had him compete with not non group oh, of five. Yeah. Oh yeah, they, they they ain't got Lane Kiffin anymore, so that's no. done with. But uh, well, some, some of us Florida some, State. He destroyed Oregon, and now he's going to destroy Florida Atlantic. I think some of it's because of Chris Robeson, though, being suspended. Because I mean, that quarterback, he – you want to talk about, like, Malik he Willis did. and those non-power – Grayson McCall, he was one of the best non-power five quarterbacks, Chris Robeson. But he's got I, a lot of lot off-the-field issues, yeah. So Yeah, we um, talked about yeah. Dark Horse Heisman candidate before the season. Yeah. Calvin yeah. Austin um, versus – I think it's Gilbert. Is it Tyvon Gilbert, the corner? You would know more than me. Tyvon Gilbert, the corner from FAU. They're going oh, I, against- I don't know. I can't. I don't know. He's all conference. They're both all conference. So Calvin Austin's all conference, and I know he's one of my sleeper wide receivers. Uh, I think it's Calvin Austin the third, the Memphis wide receiver. Now I don't know they lost some weapons, but he's been a bright spot for Brady White in that offense, and and I do, I do look for that matchup. Ryan Silverfield, he's a good coach. Memphis has got a lot of speed on the outside. They do, yeah. Ryan Silverfield is keeping it going. You know, I know he's. You know, he's not Mike Novell necessarily, but he's doing a good job with that Memphis team. And, uh, yeah, that's a game to look out for. But, yeah, yeah we can – That's right. Southern Mississippi was uh, – the last time I bet on Fort Atlantic was a couple weeks ago. Fort Atlantic was an eight-and-a-half loss outright to Southern Mississippi. Southern Mississippi beat that ass. And Southern Mississippi had multiple uh, multiples of their star uh, players opt out and their quarterback transferred, like, the next day. Or he, he opted out as well. So that was a Southern Miss team that was beaten and broken. That was a, a more than a touchdown underdog that beat that ass. So that kind of shows you what Willie Taggart's going to do to that program. So I'm I'm with you. I'm with you month this hundred percent. Um, but let's go ahead and move on to the NFL. Then we'll we'll, we'll, we'll shut this baby down because we're about to hit over an hour. Um, so I went zero and three last week. Uh, you know, we, you you kind of called it when we were make we were talking about our, my handicaps. We did. I don't think we betted against each other. We actually sided with each other on the Pittsburgh game. Um, but you kind of mentioned it. I took the Philadelphia Eagles getting six points from the Cardinals. That was damn close. I would take that nine times out of ten. But I think you were you were right. You kind of talked about hitting why the iron's hot on the Jalen Hurts train, and I, I waited too long on it. <laughs> the, the 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 heat fizzled out. Uh, we both took the Pittsburgh Steelers giving thirteen points to the Cincinnati Bengals. Again, I, I that we we uh, that was just a bad handicap on on my part. I, I think you probably agree with me that that was we just probably the Steelers are just worse than we thought. Um, then I took the Minnesota Vikings giving three points to the Chicago Bears. Um, you told me that was a bad bet. I said no, you're wrong, and I ended up being wrong. So that's where <laughs> that's where we were with the NFL. How'd you do? Um. Kansas City over New Orleans. No, New Orleans, three and a half. No, got that game. Um, that game, I was really impressed by New Orleans, actually, even though they lost. But got that game. Kansas City took care of business. Uh, Pittsburgh, Cincinnati, not easy money. Bad loss. No, not uh, easy. I can't believe. That was the biggest upset to me of the week, not the Jets one. It was that one, the Cincinnati okay. Bengals over the Steelers. I would agree with that. Yeah, because, I mean, Ryan Finley, if it was Joe Burrow, it'd be different. But Ryan Finley and Pittsburgh coming off two losses, knew they were focused, supposed to be focused and just playing well and you know, really going to 
Joe Mixon out and every. I mean, just they blew it. You know, they got bullied the whole game. And that was division rivalries are tricky, though, man. They're like conference games. You just never know um, about those games. Like that, uh, you know, you're talking about that Vikings Bears game, and then the Tampa Bay over Falcons game. Another division rivalry. Um, <laughs> Tom Brady just seems to always come back on the Falcons and have their number. You know, five and a half there, and they play each other again. Not this week, but next week. It's a weird scheduling. They play each other two weeks out of three weeks, but they mm-hmm. play each other. So that's going to be interesting. I don't think Tampa Bay – I think Tampa Bay might have been a little vanilla with their play calling, and they're kind of going to go more out maybe the second game. It's kind of what I figured because it's it's really hard to play a team <laughs> two weeks out of like the three you know, three out of three weeks. Like you kinda, How do you call plays for that? Like That's weird. I've never well, been in that situation. About Tampa Bay's situation is weird anyways. Their quarterback and the, the head coach – their styles yeah. don't really mix, and their receivers don't really mix with what Tom Brady wants to do either. I, I mean, I know that you you watch the Buccaneers just as much as I do, but yeah. Chris God, we Mike Evans, is, we both agree that he's a top five wide receiver in the NFL. <clears throat> he's been non-existent because they just they don't the offense yeah. is funky, man. They're weird, but like <laughs> they're a weird team overall. But they yeah. they just have seven points in that first half and then just go up. I mean, they were unstoppable in the second half, but they yeah. look like a totally different team. That's just how Tampa Bay is this year. Like, they either look like one of the top five teams or they look like a average, like they were last year team. So, but they won. I mean, they took care of business and they came back. Tom Brady, like I said, just Falcons fans just be losing their head rent free, you know what I mean? So, it's all he's always going to beat up on them. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, shit. Um, but I was, Sebastian. I okay. Sebastian had uh, two games he wanted us to discuss. Uh, Miami giving three points to the Vegas Raiders this week and the Falcons um, asking if they're going to cover 10 points. I'm going to dive into – we're going to we're gonna get to those, Sebastian. We're going to get to the first one immediately. Uh, my best bet of the weekend is the Kansas City Chiefs giving 10 points to the Atlanta Falcons. So I guess to answer your question, no, I don't think so. I think that the Chiefs – this is kind of – this kind of goes against the grain. We, I bet on the Chiefs a lot. And the Chiefs have not not covered these large spreads recently, um, but we saw the Falcons have another soul crushing loss. You just mentioned that against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers this past weekend, thirty one to twenty seven, uh, and we just saw the Kansas City Chiefs beat the New Orleans Saints thirty two twenty nine. They squeaked, squeaked out another victory. Uh, I would continue to take the, the Kansas City Chiefs probably all the way up to fourteen points. I think that they, <laughs> Atlanta, uh, you know, I feel like Atlanta. It's towards the end of the season. I think Atlanta, the the Atlanta team just wants to go home. <laughs> Meanwhile, the Falcons are, or the Chiefs are still trying to fight for that that bye week. Uh, remember, only one team gets that bye week, so the, these the season ending coming down to a, a these top notch teams aren't going to be benching these for their starters as often and be taking away. Love Look, I never thought I'd like this playoff format, but I love it now because these teams are really fighting at the end now, not just yeah. resting stars. Fantasy it makes it a little bit better and more intriguing too. Um, that's a good one. I there's something fishy about that game to me. I think the Falcons are gonna hang in, man. Falcons now I get it. Their secondary is horrible. They're one of the bottom five secondaries, and they're going up against Tyreek and Travis and all these guys and Demarcus Robinson. Has been a great pass. This this game's in Atlanta. No, it's in Kansas City. Oh man, ah yeah, that's tough. But remember, there's no home field advantage because there's no one in the stands. That's true, but you're looking at a team that plays. Eight games in Atlanta, one in Tampa, one in you know, a, they play a lot of warm weather games in Dallas. Basically, they they might play two or three games outside in the cold, maybe a year. Um, that's just not. They don't already want to play this. Game. <laughs> they got to play it in terms of weather on Christmas week. Yeah, that's not good. I, I, yeah, 
And home, yeah, there's no home for advantage, but like in this game, that's home for advantage. Um, so you do you lean Atlanta? So yeah, I, you so lean, I, no, and, actually, I, I was gonna lean. I was gonna lean Atlanta, but Kansas City. Okay. Yeah, because I didn't know where the game was being played and everything. Um, I think that makes a big difference. What's your top bet this weekend? Uh, Seattle over Los Angeles Rams. I mean, one and a half. Um, you're getting Seattle coming in pretty healthy. Um, I hate that. Uh, the receiver, he just – he's not – Josh Gordon, you know, he – hey, they don't have him. It doesn't really matter, um, honestly. But, like, I, it would help if they had him. They're still a good team. They got DK Metcalf. <laughs> They're fine. Russell Wilson. But, yeah. I mean, the Rams just coming off that loss, man. I think they might be – McVay was really pissed off in that press conference. I watched it, and he was not happy. Now, that could be either two things. They come out and crush Seattle's head in, or they kind of lack off. I think it'll be a close game. Like they'll fight and it'll be close, but one and a half, yeah. Give me Seattle by about a touchdown. Honestly. I like that too. I don't know if I'm going all the way up to touchdown, but I would take Seattle, probably give it up to about three points. I like that bet. I think that's a, that's a good yeah. bet. Uh, GK, my number GK versus uh versus uh Jalen. Can't wait to watch them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh my number two best bet, the Dallas Cowboys getting a point and a half from the Philadelphia Eagles. Um so I, I the Cowboys actually just beat the San Francisco 49ers 41 to 33. We just talked about the Cowboys earlier. Um the Cowboys are, offense looks like it's really come alive. CeeDee Lamb is an absolute stud. Andy Dalton is pretty damn good. Cincinnati kind of did him wrong. I think he's proven that right now. Um the Philadelphia Eagles, we talked about how I we ride ride the hot hand with Jalen Hurts. Um Jalen Hurts is very good. He's Probably going to be the starting quarterback moving forward. He's clearly not enough, though, for them to overcome some of the shittiness of that offense overall. Um, you know, you're talking about a receiving core that has Michael Gallup, CeeDee Lamb, Amari Cooper compared to what receiver court that has Jalen Rager, who gets confused, and Greg Ward, who played quarterback in college. And that kind of sums up these two franchises. The Cowboys have a ton of talent. They they they, they just have way more talent than the, the Eagles. I was surprised that this wasn't a pick 'em. That I'm actually getting a point and a half. Now it shouldn't matter, but I, I think that the Cowboys should win outright. I got the Eagles. <laughs> no way. Is this one of your best bets? Yeah, about two. I got it at two for Philadelphia. That's amazing. So what's your handicap? Why? Because the Cowboys just blow. No, I mean they're both. A pretty, I mean, they're about the same to me. Um, they have talent at different places. I mean, if you look at the receivers that he doesn't have, he also has a healthy Gallus go there now and then Zach Ertz. So, I mean, that's really what they were basing their team off of having two of the top 10 tight ends, and they haven't ever really been healthy together too much. And he relies on them a lot. I think yes, yes. Uh, Carson Winston is a big one, like, obviously, like Jalen will never be able to throw like that deep. But he doesn't need to. Um, he runs the football, throws the ball over the middle to those tight ends, especially Dallas has been playing really well. So, I, I mean, Dallas's defense is just really bad. And it's it's bad. And Jalen Hurts is hot right now. Um, I think you think he's, he's hot? Yeah, man. He's playing with some confidence. Playing against his uh, hometown team. He's from Dallas, <laughs> Texas, right outside of Dallas, about 50 miles. So, um, yeah, it'd be, it's fun to watch him. It's going to be fun to watch him play. But, uh, yeah, they look good. I, I'm not a big fan of the 49ers. Though. I bet against them, I think, three times. Won every bet, though, <laughs> against them. But, I mean, that was a good win. They looked great. Their offenses looked better. But, I mean, they, they're not playing the best talent. I think this is Philly-Dallas. It's just I want to throw everything out of the window. It's Philly-Dallas. Like, this is one of the biggest robberies in sports. So I guess – 
It's going to be a close game. Like, I love how it's only two, but I think yeah. Philly, I see Philly winning by a field goal or four points somewhere around there. Uh, I think it's going to be a high scoring match. So, well, I guess that, that, that that's, that's the basis of the handicap. If you think that Jalen Hurts is on a hot streak, then you might want to take the Eagles. If you think that Jalen Hurts is just playing better than Carson Wentz and the Eagles still suck, then you want to take the Cowboys because I think, you know, I, I guess that's the big difference in our handicap, wouldn't you say? Yeah, it is. I think I mean, they lost that game last week, but I mean, they, they, the Cardinals just keep, and that's, you know, go to the next. That's my next bet. But Cardinals, are, they're just pulling games out of their ass and winning miraculous games. Yep. I, think it's, I think it's meant for them to be in the playoffs. And that's the special, special talent of Mr. Kyler Murray. <laughs> is that he way, does that. And Kyler Murray, Murray just throws the ball up. To DeAndre Hopkins, dude, yeah. I, he's he is good. He, he, but you put that you put him with. Will you put him with the Eagles? Man, I don't, dude. He throws up to DeAndre Hopkins a ton, dude. He does, a but ton. I mean this this guy. I mean, he's he's the best Texas quarterback ever in high school history. He won a Heisman Trophy, and now he's doing this. So this this guy's just born. He's born to do it, man. No matter who's on. I mean, at Allen, Texas, he was. Bro, you know, you know what he did in high school. Two-time, two-time Gatorade Player All-American, four-time state champion, undefeated, Heisman Trophy his first year starting, full-time at quarterback, gets drafted number one overall, great. rookie of the year. He's literally done great. everything you can do as a quarterback except win I, a Super Bowl, and that's coming. I know he's great, but I, I thought Jalen. I, I mean, I watched that game and I thought Jalen Hurts played way better because I, you know he was doing things that uh, he he was oh, Jalen Hurts, Hurts was having guys that were dropping the ball. Kyler Murray was having guys that were catching it one handed, jumping up 68, 68 inches vertical leap around three dudes. <laughs> it was, you know what I mean? Like and, it was, and Larry Fitzgerald pulled down a couple. He pulled down a miracle catch too. I was like Larry Fitzgerald. He's like he's like forty years old, man. Yeah, that I mean that's that's the beauty of close offense too. Is like I mean you got to have Kyler just getting loose, man, in the backfield, like kind of like a running back a little bit. Like he's getting loose and making throws like that because. I mean, there's some quarterbacks that just can't play in that offense. That's like, true. Like the way that offense is meant to be played is a Kyler Murray, Mahomes, Hurts. Even Hurts could play in that offense. He wouldn't be as good because he can't throw the deep ball that well. But he could play really well as long as you keep it in front of him. But yeah, I like Jalen Hurts. And I like this team. Um, and I'll let you get to your next bet. I jumped ahead a little bit, but no, no, you're good. So my my, my third, but my third and last best bet is uh, the San Francisco 49ers getting four points from the Arizona Cardinals. I keep betting against the Arizona Cardinals. I probably should learn my lesson. I don't have a real great handicap here. Just you kind of you kind of made the handicap for me. Is that I felt like the the Cardinals just keep getting lucky, and I feel like eventually their luck's going to run out. And there's no better person that your luck run out against uh, other than Kyle Shanahan, who's a very excellent coach. Um, I'm surprised that this is over a field goal. I, I feel like the 49ers can't keep it close, and that's no matter who the quarterback is. Um, but that's my handicap on that game. What do you think? Yeah, I took Arizona four. I got a four and a half. That's one of your best bets too? Yeah. We're you went off, dude. Wow, oh, we're going yeah. off to two I mean, I've, I've, this is so. This is my fourth time picking against the uh, 49ers, so hopefully I'm right for the fourth time. I don't hate the 49ers for people out there, but – Remember, I am a Packers fan, and y'all did us dirty, and we won't have to see y'all in the playoffs this year, this time. Uh, <laughs> thank God, because that was horrible. But, uh, I mean, yeah, the 49ers, just, they're, they're doing they're – look, they look solid. For them to have all those injuries to Jimmy G and Kittle and all these guys, I mean, both – I mean, they, they've got guys hurt left and right, but they're, they're just hanging not, They're, they're hanging, hanging in. They're just – they're hanging in, but they, these Cardinals are, like, fighting for a playoff spot, and – 
they're trying to really win um, and do something with their, you know, season. Now, the 49ers, like, they're fighting, but this Cardinals team is is showing me something. I love what they have um, on offense, and their defense is kind of coming along a little bit. Man, they make plays. They try to make stops as much as possible. Just watching number one, man, I, I just – I I can't – I love them. Like, I love – yeah, I love watching them, man. I mean, like, growing up, you watch guys like Michael Vick and, like, you know, not Randall Cunningham for me. It was a little too far back. But, like, McNabb and, like, he's in that mold where it's just like – I don't care really about the Cardinals at all. Like, but I put on the TV to see D-Hop and Kyler Murray just have fun and throw – I mean, they're just playing, like, backyard football almost. And it's fun because, like, Kyler makes some crazy runs and he's scrambling and he's throwing the ball up in the air, like you said. Some of the throws are just throwing up in the air. And, hey, D-Hop yeah. catch. But that, that's why you have a DeAndre Hopkins on your team. You don't trade him for a second-round pick. And yeah, they, was a running uh, back. Duke. Johnson? Yeah. Um, Duke, not Duke Johnson. Um, um, you know I'm talking about. The, the Cardinals old running back they traded to the Texans. David Johnson, who I did like. I had him in fantasy that year. He went off, so I do like him. But you don't trade D Hop for that. And D Hop is a top three receiver in the NFL to me, if not the best. At times, he certainly does look like the best. So, so uh, Sebastian sides with you. He says he he, he took the Niners last two I weeks. Like He's off. Man. Who's this guy? Um, Who's this guy, Sebastian? I like him. <laughs> he he, meant, he also mentioned that the Niners are really hurt. That's true. Donovan did just discuss all the injuries. Uh, I believe uh, Nick Mullins is going to be the starting quarterback again. Uh, Shanahan did come out and say recently as well. Maybe my handicap was more poor than I thought. Shanahan did come out today and, and said that his team is going to spend Christmas with their family too. I thought that might add some extra motivation and refresher, but I could see where that might be a negative. Arizona Cardinals are still game, 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 business, business, business. So I can see that. We'll, we'll, uh, uh, Sebastian also wanted us to handicap the the Miami Dolphins are favored by three points over the Las Vegas Raiders. Who we take it? I'm not going to bet on this game, but my initial um, thought is I'm going to. I would take. I would lean the Las Vegas Raiders. I think that there's a lot of firepower there. The Dolphins are they their win in the win column. They're right there. They're in the playoff hunt. They're they're a good coach team. The Raiders aren't bad though. I, I you know, you got to wait and see what's happened with Derek Carr. I know that Derek Carr's hurt right now. I don't know if he's going to play. If he's not going to play, that spread's going to jump. If you're leaning the Dolphins, I guess you got to you got to jump on it now because that spread is only going to get bigger, especially if Derek Carr doesn't play. Um, but if you're wanting to bet the Raiders, like I would lean, then you definitely want to figure out if Derek Carr's playing, and then figure out how many points you can get. Because um, you definitely want David Derek Carr to play. Because I don't even the Mar- well Mariota. Well, he's good, man. Yeah, I don't know. I guess it wouldn't matter if I'm taking the. Ra- I guess it would matter if I'm taking the Raiders. I'm just gonna sit back. And hopefully, hopefully gets the, hope the spread hits that six point mark, and then I'm taking the Raiders. I mean, you're right. You want to wait, kind of. I mean, Derek Carr makes their offense jump a little bit better because deep ball. But I mean, Marcus I don't know. Mar- 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 is, Mar- Mar- is good. He might be the best backup in the NFL. Honestly, I don't know every backup. I think right. I think but, you're right. I think I, would, I think I don't think it would. If I'm betting the Raiders, I don't think it matters, dude. Yeah, I mean, I, I would take the Dolphins either. I mean, if you're asking me, um, yeah, and I, I've been on the Raiders a lot, but they, 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 they're not legit. Josh Jacobs, not. I mean, I don't know how the hell he made the Pro Bowl, but <laughs> he's been hurt. He made the Pro Bowl. He had, though. he had a good game last Thursday, though. Yeah, he did. But I mean, they that team's just not what I thought they were. They're they're about a year away too. Yeah, yeah, they're not. They're, they're three really good players away. Yeah, they got no pass rush. The defense yeah. is awful. Still young. They're they're they got issues. I didn't say they were great, but they could Blind pop penalties. off. We they saw can. them pop off against the Chiefs twice this year. Yeah, you know, 
does have deep speed at wide receiver. It's a possibility. Sebastian agrees with you, though. He's going with Miami. I could definitely see your point as Miami. There's a, there's a lot of variables with that game. Like I said, I, I, I probably would stay away from that game. Um, he also wants to know, this will be our last question, then we're probably going to shut it down because we are over an hour. Who's got the better defense, the Cowboys or the Eagles? That's a tough question I because both defenses are shitty. But <laughs> but I guess I would say the, the Cowboys, when they're fully healthy, I they have more talent. You know, they got a lot of injuries right now. Leighton Vander Esch is really good. Randy Gregory is really good. Demarcus Lawrence is really good. Um, but, you know, the Eagles, their defensive backfield, utter garbage other than Darius Slay. Um, but they also have a pretty good pass rush and Derek Barnett, but not really like the Cowboys. The Cowboys, I think they got more overall talent when they're healthy. When they're, healthy, when they're healthy, yeah, easily the Cowboys. But right now, the Eagles. Um, you think it's hard because they both suck. Yeah, they're both not good. I've just seen more out of the Eagles. I mean, really, even last week, you could make an argument that Dallas gave up 33 to 49ers. Like, that offense, they move the ball well, and they have Shanahan, who's one of the top five minds. Yeah. But their offense isn't great. Um, Buffalo did give up a lot of points to them, too. Though. Uh, you know, they're pretty good. So I got to give them credit. Yeah, but Eric. Yeah, I'll go. I'll go with the. I'll go with the. I'll go with the Eagles slightly, but they're both not good. I mean, the Eagles are just healthier, and they have, like I said, I like Derek Barnett a lot. And yeah. Darius have... is great. Darius is oh, locked yeah. in. Top yeah. five quarterback. Is he still top five? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Top okay. ten. Top ten. Definitely top ten for sure. Top ten. Yeah. All right. Uh, I think we're gonna shut down here. Do you have anything to add? No man. Uh, have a blessed week, man. Have uh, Merry Thanksgiving. Merry Thanksgiving. Merry Christmas. God. That's right. Merry Happy Christmas. Hanukkah, all that good uh, stuff. Kwanzaa, yeah, all that stuff. Happy New Year. Um, yeah, yeah, this was Round for our podcast. You can follow me on Twitter at Josh Keatley 16 Make sure you like, give us a review. The reviews is, are what really help us out. Um, you know, give us a five star review. Let us know what you think. Go ahead and give us some listener questions. You can always drop, drop into my DMs or Donna's DMs. Uh, Donna, where can they hit you up at? Hit me up on Twitter at Don James Force. The name remains the same. Um, I've got a recruiting list I'm still trying to work on. I rec- actually, a podcast for recruiting. It's hard to do this right now because of, like, COVID. Um, all the commits are committed, sure, but, like, there's the transfer portal is the highest it's ever been in the history of transferring. So it's just tough to kind of, like, gauge where some of these recruits are still going to go and, like, sign and stuff like that. So I don't know, man, but I'm doing it. I got my top 100 recruits coming out. I've got um, top 25 for 2022. And that's pretty much it right now. The mock draft coming out hopefully soon. Uh, I kind of want to wait still. Uh, I'll just throw it up on like the draft network when I kind of do the link. Oh, just dude, we're gonna nothing. talk about your mock draft when you get your mock draft done. We're gonna talk about it. We're gonna we're on this podcast. Yeah, I want to. I'm gonna probably wait until the uh, playoffs start. That'll be my first. Haven't had one. Haven't done one. Have a better idea of the draft. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. But all right. This was the Browsewire Podcast, and we are out.
When others treat your fries as an afterthought, all you're left with are cold, soggy fries. That's why Wendy's new fries are ones you won't forget. Guaranteed to be hot and crispy. Or we'll replace them. We're talking natural cut skin on fries, perfectly seasoned with a hint of sea salt. In fact, they're even preferred almost two to one over McDonald's. These are fries so hot and crispy, they beg a new question. What would you like with your fries? Try them today. Only at Wendy's. At participating U.S. Wendy's. Taste preference based on a national taste test by an independent research company. When others treat your fries as an afterthought, all you're left with are cold, soggy fries. That's why Wendy's new fries are ones you won't forget. Guaranteed to be hot and crispy. Or we'll replace them. We're talking natural cut skin on fries, perfectly seasoned with a hint of sea salt. In fact, they're even preferred almost two to one over McDonald's. These are fries so hot and crispy, they beg a new question. What would you like with your fries? Try them today. Only at Wendy's. At participating U.S. Wendy's. Taste preference based on a national taste test by an independent research company.